This podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. For an entire generation, people have experienced Star Wars, the only way it's been possible, on the TV screen. But if you've only seen it this way, you haven't seen it at all. This is where the fun begins. Chewing. We're home. Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the Blue Milk Cafe. Grab an empty stool at the counter, order a cup of Jawa juice and a nice slice of Yogan fruit pie, and get ready because we're about to talk all things Star Wars. Good morning, my suspect, welcome back into the cafe. This is episode 130. I'm your host, Jeff, and on this weekend's episode, I am talking about the last two episodes of season three of The Mandalorian, The Spies, and The Return. The Spies. After this episode aired, I was on all the social media networks that I frequent, looking for reactions and opinions on this episode. And as with the entirety of season three, this episode came with people that loved it, people that hated it. Of course, I'm falling into the section of the people that loved it, because when I look back at the three full seasons of The Mandalorian, I think I would probably go back and watch season three the most, just because it was so fun, and I loved all the episodes. So, the... We know who the one spy was. That was obvious from the get-go, from the early, earlier in the season, when we see her there in the alley talking to the probe droid and Moff Gideon. We knew we knew she was one of them. Now, of course, the episode spies plural, so we we figured there was another spy. And after this episode, people were jumping on the armor and saying it was her. Call me stupid. Come. You know, I guess it went over my head, but I've watched this episode about five times now, and I do not see anything in that episode that would make me believe that she was one of the spies. Nothing. I didn't find her to be shady. I didn't find her... She. There was nothing for me to question her. Except for the fact, like Axe, she left early before the ambush. But that still didn't raise my suspicions all that much because she was taking the survivors of the Mandos that they found on that pirate ship back to the fleet. So I really didn't suspect her at all. 
So my the person I expect suspected was Axe. Axe Wolves was yes, he left early. Big Big Viz told him to leave. You know, said I'll cover you, but still, I thought it was him. He's the one that to me was acting the most shady. I thought it was him, and then if it wasn't him, it was some of those Mandos that they found on that floating that land pirate ship on the surface of Mandalore. That's who I thought the spies possibly were. Did not expect the armor at all. I've always liked her, loved her character. Think she, I think she's such a badass. Her and Bo fighting together is just so awesome. Um, if Bo wasn't my favorite Mandalorian, actually, the armor is probably in my top five favorite Mandalorians now because of this series. Um, I, I'm still waiting for the episode where she takes her helmet off. And tell you the truth, I am kind of surprised that, spoilers, Din did not take his helmet off this entire season. So that surprised me. Well, he did take his helmet off this season, but we it was off camera. We didn't see it when they were at the campfire and they had to split up to go eat. <laughs> but anyway, we didn't see him take his helmet off this entire season. And, I mean, this season was chocked full of guest star cameos too, which I also loved. I loved Jack Black and Lizzo. I loved Christopher Lloyd. I loved Tim Meadows. It was just awesome seeing all the cameos and of course you had Dave Filoni there in the background of a couple episodes spoilers he was in the return as well but I just loved all that you know behind the scenes looking for things that are not there but they're there I don't know if that made sense I don't know I'm still kind of just waking up it's early Friday morning and I'm just waking up um but yeah it's the, the Spies was a great episode, and like I said, I'm still confused on what people were... I mean, I listen to the different podcasts, I listen to their theories, but when I go back to rewatch it, I said, I'm telling myself, I don't see that with her character in that scene or that moment. I don't know what they saw, but apparently they, they look at it different than I do. So, like I said, never thought it was her was actually I was kind of upset at the people that were saying it was her at first because I was like, how dare you? You know, do you respect her station? So it it just I don't know. It just I I just never saw it. I just never saw it was her. She was never one of my suspects. Like I said, Axe Woves and the Manders they found on the land pirate ship were my suspects. So the armor was never one of mine. Um, but yeah, that episode was awesome. Uh, the ambush kind of took me by surprise. Um, I didn't I didn't see it coming until the very last minute. Um, but yeah, and then at the end of that episode, yes, I did have a, a fanboy, geek boy, teary-eyed moment. When Big Viz died, I didn't, I don't feel he had to die, but he sacrificed himself for 
the cause for the Mandalorians, for Bandalore, he sacrificed himself. This is the way. So, very disappointing and sad to see his character go. That we won't see him again, and that his son is going to have to grow up without a father. But I'm pretty sure someone there in the clan will quote, adopt him and show and, and, and guide him along as he's still, you know, becoming a Mandalorian. So that, that was, yeah, that was just a shocking end to that episode when we saw Big Fizz die. And I must admit though, Moff Gideon's armor was cool as, well, you know, I don't like to try to keep this family friendly, but it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and I, my wife noticed something on, uh, Gideon's armor during the season finale that it was full body armor. You know how in some of the, in, in the Mando's armor, there are a little gaps here and there, but it looked in. Moff's Gideon's case, it was full body. So, I thought that was pretty cool too. And, yeah. Spies, no surprise for me. Thumbs up. And now, let's move on to The Return. The Return. I've only watched this one once so far. I'm about to go and rewatch it again before I finally start watching the 15th and final episode, or the 15th and final season of Strange, or, mm, I can't talk this morning. The 15th and final episode of Supernatural, which I plan on starting this morning, but after I watched The Return again, because I loved this season finale so much, um, I, my wife could testify to this, when they showed the armor jump out of that drop ship, drop, drop ship and fly down there and go right beside Bo, flying beside Bo, ready to fight, kind of pumped my fist in the air, and I, and I pointed at the TV like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I said, See? I told you she wasn't the spy. Because when she started... That was the most badass thing I've ever seen, was her smacking those, uh, I, I guess you would call them, what, dark, quote, dark troopers with the uh, Beskar. When she started smacking them with the hammers, it was just so cool. And yes, Bo flying with the dark saber ignited was cool as well. Um, but yeah, when we found out it wasn't her, I felt vindicated. I was happy. And actually, I was so relieved, too, that it wasn't Axe. When Axe crashed the ship down into the base, I was like, oh, thank God it's not him either, because I did like his character as well. Um, and I there, there, there was no second spy, or at least we haven't seen the second spy yet. Who could it have been? Or was that title of the previous episode misleading? I don't know. But 
it wasn't the armor and it wasn't axe and as we see so far it wasn't any of the mandos they found on the land the land ship so i i'm at a loss i, I really am i'm kind of happy there was no second spy revealed but i was sitting on the edge of my seat during that entire episode every time they showed one of my suspects i was like is this where we're gonna find out <clears throat> like when axe got back to the fleet and ran on the ship I'm like, is this where it's going to happen? No. And when those, uh, when the Mandos from the land ship took him down underneath to uh, regroup, and we see all that, uh, the nature and the foliage and everything growing down there, I'm like, is this where we're going to find out it's them? No. And even though she wasn't one of my suspects, every time they showed the armor, I was like, I'm like, shoot. Is this where we're going to find out it's her? And everyone was right. Um, no, it wasn't her. If they did make it the armor, I think that was kind of easy. Kind of a, kind of a cop, quote, cop out. Because even though I didn't suspect her and I didn't find anything to make her suspicious, a lot of people were saying it was her. And I, like I said before, I, I listened to their arguments and theories, and I agreed with some of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, I can see that, I can see that, but I never saw it myself when I was watching the episodes, and I still can't see that, but I, I understand where some people can get that impression from, but I never did. Um, but I, I was like, yeah, I could see that, so... I was getting very worried that it was going to be her and like, yeah, they're going to take the easy road out and make her the spy and turn against them and what have you. But no, it wasn't her. And the final fight, the final fight there between Gideon, Bo, and Din loved that entire fight. Very pissed off at Gideon for crushing the Darksaber. Oh my, I was, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. And yeah, I was very upset because it's just like a big baby to break something that they can't have, that they think is theirs and they can't have it. They're going to break it. So just like a big baby, Gideon broke the damn Darksaber. And that was the moment in the episode that I was the most upset with because... It just really upset me because I love the Darksaber so much. Um, but yeah, like I said, just like, if I can't have it, no one can. So, yeah. So, it, it was, <clears throat> I don't know if, we never saw if Bo picked up the broken hilt and took it with her when they left. If they're gonna, she gonna try to repair it. I don't know, or if she's gonna in the next season, is she gonna try to find a Jedi to help her repair it. I don't know. I'm kind of hoping because I like the dark saber, but um, if not, it's not it's not gonna be a major thing for me if they don't repair it. Um, that's another thing I saw on on social media that people were really upset about. Oh, you can't break the dark saber. This, uh... but no. Stuff like this happens. Um, so, I just can't wait till next season. <clears throat> <I'm coughs> Excuse me. I am glad 
that we got another happy ending in Star Wars, at least for this season. That old West Western ending there with Din on Navarro sitting outside of his cabin, his feet up, watching his kid play by the little pond was just so awesome. So visually stunning. I loved it. Um, and I'm hoping, you know, that this isn't the end of Bo and Din being a team. Because, but, or Din did tell Bo that I will serve you until your song is written. And just because they have Mandalore back and the Great Forge is burning again, I don't think that her song is totally written yet. So I'm hoping we still see them teaming up. And I'm, I haven't omitted this on any of my social medias or even here in this podcast yet, but most of you know I'm not a big fan of, quote, shipping people in TV and movies, um, but in this case, <laughs> I was really kind of hoping that Din and Bo would, you know, make that connection. I, I'm not, I'm still not ruling it out because of some of those scenes we saw in this season, like with Grogu sitting on Bo's lap while she was flying her ship and stuff like that, because it looks like Grogu has taken a shine to Bo, Bo has taken a shine to Grogu, like, who, who doesn't take a shine to Grogu? So, yeah. Oh, and before I get out of here, the last thing I want to mention in these last two episodes of the season is IG-12. Even though IG-12, you know, didn't survive, IG-12 was awesome, especially with Grogu being the pilot sitting in there. And the yes-no button just had me laughing so hard. I'm like, this is what Star Wars is. Star Wars is goofy. Star Wars is fun. Star Wars makes you laugh. Because <clears throat> when I was a kid, I did. When I was a kid, I loved my goofy Star Wars. I still love my goofy Star Wars. So if they want to give me more of that, great. And I don't think it was overdone. They could have really, really overdid that yes-no gag a, a bazillion times over. They could have, you know, ran that into the ground these last two episodes, but they didn't. They they used just the right amount where it was funny, but not annoyingly funny and overdone and, oh, it doesn't belong here. Every spot they chose to use that felt like it belonged in that spot. And especially when he first started using it, when he was running around um, Grief Cargo's office there, that was hysterical. But yeah, the yes no thing, IG 12, loved it. And of course, at the towards the end of the return, when we saw IG 11 come back, I was so happy with that. He is the new Marshal of Navarro. And I hope we see more of him in season four. And yeah, things that I'm, I'm looking forward to in season four, hopefully more Bo and Din, more Grief Karga and IG-12 and his protocol droid, 
um, more of Navarro. I really love the plan of Navarro now that it's starting to look, you know, nicer, nicer than than season one. Season one, Navarro was kind of bleak, you know, looked like an old rundown Western town, but I kind of like the new Navarro. So I hope we see more of that. I hope we see, of course, I hope we see Din taking some of the Republic jobs. He was, you know, going, you know, towards the end of the episode there where he was in the bar talking. And I can never remember that, that cap, the pilot's name, but he was talking to him about that. And that's where we see Dave Filoni again in the background. Um, but yeah. I hope we see that. I hope we see more of that. I hope we see more of um, the other Mandalorians on Mandalore, rebuilding Mandalore. I want to see more of that. Um, More of the armor. And, I don't know, just more good Star Wars Mandalorian goodness, I guess. That's all I want to see in Season 4, and I cannot wait for Season 4. But before we get to Season 4, of course, what am I looking forward to next? Well, right now I'm looking forward to finishing Supernatural, finally. (laughs) But after that, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka, um, the new season of Visions, which I never thought I would say because I'm not a big anime fan. But looking forward to the new season of Visions, which I think looks better than the first season. Um, And more Tales of the Jedi. I think Dave did announce that Celebration there was going to be more of those too. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, I am looking forward to all three of the new Star Wars films that are eventually going to be coming out. But it's going to be a wild next couple of years here for us Star Wars fans. Like everyone says, this is an awesome time to be a Star Wars fan. We just have so much stuff coming at us at once. And I say, keep bringing it. Keep bringing it. Because to me, there's no no such thing as too much Star Wars. So keep bringing it. I can't wait. And I guess if I ever get to a celebration, which the next celebration is, again, out for me. Why? Because it's halfway across the world in Japan. There's no way I could afford to go to Japan. Um, And But then again, even if it wasn't like Orlando or... Anaheim or Chicago or wherever they decide to take it because he never bring it near me at all. Um, I probably couldn't afford to go to it anyway because I can't afford the travel. It's the travel and the um, overnight stays that I'm not that I can't afford. Not let let alone the the cost to get into the convention. So. For now, I will still be enjoying my celebration on the couch in my living room watching YouTube on my TV so that's how I'll be enjoying my celebrations for at least um, the the next one obviously but we'll see after Japan where it goes and if and see where I am at that moment to see if I'm in a good place to be able to go to a celebration but anyway I cannot wait for season 4 I'm pretty sure you all can't either. And before I just keep babbling on with nonsensical ramblings here, 
I will end this episode. Hope you all have a good weekend. And as always, until next time. I have spoken. Give the evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC Pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC Pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC Pod at gmail.com. And remember, Blue Milk, it does a body good. Greetings, listener. Just a reminder that the podcast you just heard is a proud member of the Red 5 Network family. Red5Network.com offers you a great variety of shows you'll be sure to love. So the next time you're itching for quality content, make sure you head over to Red5Network.com. You'll find this podcast along with a whole lot more. All wings report in. It's the Red 5 Network. Red 5 Network.